This week on Moms Moving On. No, Michelle, I have to be honest. It was probably, other than my daughter, the only thing that truly kept me fulfilled and going and feeling like I had a purpose and something to do and something to build and something people respected and something to focus on when you don't have your child and you're used to having them 100% of the time and then you go to 50%, you're like, now what? And, you know, there's definitely, definitely something to be said for having something to focus on, whether it be starting a business or a hobby. And I encourage women even not going through divorce to start because I feel like there's just only so many times you can brunch, you know? Life moves on, so why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Welcome back to another Moms Moving On. I'm so excited to bring you another real mama story. I know how much you love to hear from other moms just like you who have made it through the ugliness of divorce, who are learning to co-parent, and who are honestly thriving. None other than Jade Sclaver is on with us today, and she's the brains behind Style Child by JL, which if you see it online, you'll be like, oh yeah, I know. They're the cutest shoes and clothing for kids. And I'm so excited we've connected, Jade. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. I see this, you know, the the brainchild of what you've created behind you, and you really are like, I mean, you're the person to go to for kids' shoes. I'm flattered (laughs) and honored. Um, You know, I think that we took kind of a niche market and wanted to make it fun, wanted to make it something both parents and children can agree on. Having a small daughter, I know that finding something we both like is often very hard and we're having fun while we do it. I love it. And you recently sent Bella a pair and I can't wait to put them on her. She was so excited when we got back from our trip to see the box. Um, Uh But I digress. I need to know, did you build this business as a result of your divorce or was this something that came before? Like how did did this all play out? Yeah, that's a good question. So prior to my divorce, I was pregnant and not working anymore. And honestly, just feeling like I needed to do something. So a friend of mine and I had started the business as kind of just a hobby where we were selling other like no name brand shoes that we found on the market and just reselling them. Nothing was our own design, our own label. And it was fun and it was working and we would do like little boutiques and sell out of the house and, you know, bring in some extra cash to shop, whatever you want to say. And uh, very long story short, I end up getting divorced and uh, my friend actually prior to me getting divorced ended up moving back to New York and I bought the company from her, whatever you want to call it, whatever was whatever inventory there was, I bought uh-huh. from her and started doing it prior to getting divorced. And then once I got divorced, you know, we got divorced, we split everything we had. There wasn't much to live off of, or we had a, we had a short-term marriage. So alimony was non-existent. It lasted a year. 
And honestly, I was like, shit, what am I going to do where I could still be involved in my daughter's life every day? I could still be at every activity and kind of have my own schedule and do what I love. And my background was in fashion and I lived in New York City in pretty much all of my career. So finding that down here in Boca is definitely not easy other than working in a store, which I have done. So I was like, why don't I reach out to the factory and see if I could turn this into something and build a business? And I literally took every dollar from my divorce. I started in my garage and I begged the factory to do tiny minimums and launched the first sneaker, which was the live named after my daughter and sold it from my garage and built the brand honestly like that. And that's how it it started. I think it's so inspiring. And also, you know, one of the things as a divorce coach that I recommend to my clients and that I wrote about in the book is this need, you have to have your thing. And that's whether it's exercise or a business or whatever, you need to have something that keeps you grounded every day and that keeps you going because you are going to be co-parenting now. You're not going to have your child as your reason 100% of the time. And having that outlet must have been so helpful for you to manage, you know, not get lost in the pain of divorce. No, Michelle, I have to be honest. It was probably, other than my daughter, the only thing that truly kept me fulfilled and going and feeling like I had a purpose and something to do and something to build and something people respected and something to focus on when you don't have your child and you're used to having them 100% of the time. And then you go to 50%, you're like, now what? And, you know, there's definitely, definitely something to be said for having something to focus on, whether it be starting a business or a hobby. And I encourage women even not going through divorce to start because I feel like there's just only so many times you can brunch, you know? Right. I know. I know it a lot. (laughs) Like I couldn't wait to give up my job to just be a mom. And I think it lasted three months for me. I was like, oh no, there's only so many walks around the development I could take. So many right? times I could go to the park. I I do remember that. And that was before I got divorced. But I'm so grateful that when I did get separated, that I had my business that I was building to focus on. Because otherwise, I, I couldn't imagine having so much free time to sit around and think. So you got divorced when your daughter was a year and a half. Yes, we got divorced in 2019. I started Style Child in about 2018, but not as my own label or own brand, just as selling like shoes, accessories, whatever you want to call it, reselling with a friend. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so you mentioned 50-50 co-parenting. So did you go right into 50-50 with Liv? So we lived together in separate rooms during the divorce process. And then from there, we went into 50-50 custody. We do two, two, three, which I think you do as well. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it was just like, whoa, right into it. And she was so young. So it was really definitely not easy. Well, also not easy is sharing a home with somebody who you're no longer going to be married to. And I know for so many of my clients, that was their reality for the entirety of COVID because nobody could go anywhere. And everybody was looking for tips and advice for having to share your home with your soon-to-be ex-spouse. How did you guys manage that? Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think 
at that point, we knew we were getting divorced and my small daughter was still in the house. And it was just about coexisting and, you know, doing it for her and saying, all right, look, this isn't working and we're out and we're done. And what's the point of arguing and continuing to be unhappy and sitting in the house fighting? I mean, my daughter was one and a half. And if the children are even older, it's even more impactful if parents are sitting there fighting over the divorce. So, I mean, it's definitely not easy, but I think at that point, you just have to respect the process and the divorce and know that this is what it is and kind of do it for your child, which I honestly think is the my motto, if you will, from living together to today. It's, it's about live. And you know, as a mom, I'm sure you know, that's really the only thing that matters once the divorce process starts. Yeah. And, and doing the work that I do, I'm trying to get people to realize the importance of making it just about your kids and your emotions, because at the end of the day, like as an adult, you're going to get over it. But if your kids are part of the collateral damage, it's a very different story. So I'm glad you're able to take that approach. Um, so, all right. I have to ask because Bella was two when I started co-parenting her and it was really hard to adjust to a 50-50 lifestyle. Was it hard for you as well with your daughter being so young? It was so hard. I mean, I remember moving in the first day and like I moved out into a townhouse from a big home. And I remember just looking around the first time I didn't have Liv and being like, what the F do I do now? You know, you know, like what? Um, and I mean, I'm always very fortunate that I am very amicable with my ex-husband and he is a great father and live in him do have a great relationship. So I trust my child with him where I know a lot of people going through the divorce process have a very hard time with that, but it's your baby. I mean, it doesn't matter who they're with. You want them there. And I think it's just a matter of, you know, realizing now's the time to work on yourself while she's not there and focus on her when she is and really being present when they are there. I always say that's, I think the biggest gift that divorce and co-parenting gave me was the sense of, I need to make our time together that much more intentional. And I need to be that much more present because 50% of her life I don't get. And the time that I do get, I want to make it count. So I feel like I might not have had that perspective if I didn't get divorced. I could not agree more. And it's funny you say this because Liv came home from camp last night or yesterday and she uh, immediately went for the iPad, of course, and she's watching it and I'm sitting on the couch on my phone and I'm like, you know what? Why don't we color? Why don't we do magnetiles off the iPad? And I had to be cognizant of the fact that I'm sitting next to her on our time doing nothing while she's on her iPad and I'm on my phone. And, and you know, it, it was like, okay, Jade, you're, you have time with Liv, get off the phone, get off the iPad, let's actually sit and do an activity. And you're like you said, it kind of brings awareness to the times that you're not present. Whereas had I not gone through divorce, I honestly probably wouldn't have realized it. And I oftentimes am sitting at friends' houses, watching them on their phone and stuff like that. So yeah. it's just natural these days, but I definitely And understand. those little moments, the magnetiles, the coloring, like in those minutes, like I, I, I do a lot of work with childhood experts and something I learned was that children only need like 15 minutes a day of one-on-one -on -one, like connection where you're at their level doing something with them, whether it's coloring, cooking, like whatever. We, we like 
muddy the waters of parenting so much. We make it so difficult when it's really just so simple. And I feel like as a divorced mom, you carry this guilt where you're like, I have to make yeah. my kid's life amazing when that couple of minutes of coloring or doing magnetiles with her was enormous in her little world, you know? Well, I'm definitely glad to hear that because there's oftentimes I feel like our days need to be like a Disney World adventure. Same. Because of the guilt that I have when I'm not with her. But yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And that's great. One of my friends actually said that to me recently. She's like, do you remember when you first got separated? You had to have like a plan every day. You had to have a play date booked at all times. And a lot of it was for my own sanity. So I wasn't sitting home alone, but also because I felt guilty and I had to give Bella this like normal life where like play dates every day are not a normal life, you know? Right, totally, a hundred percent. And I feel like in the beginning of my divorce, I tried so hard to fill time for other reasons than I am now. In the beginning, I think it was definitely this weird feeling of, well, what do I do? Like all my friends have families and husbands and I'm alone with my daughter on the weekend and, you know, always needing to make sure to fill the time for myself. So I stopped thinking, whereas now that I'm out of that phase, it's more like trying to make it so that, she always has something fun to do when she often likes just sitting home doing nothing. I right. often she wants that. to like give you a hug and like play with a toy. Yeah. She's yeah. like, yeah. Can I not have an Don't activity every five minutes? I know it's crazy, right? To all my moms moving on, I have something amazing for you. If you're ready to move on from your engagement ring, the experts at Worthy can help you turn it into cash fast and risk-free. Worthy does all the work and their competitive auctions get you the best deal possible. Over 45,000 people have already moved on with Worthy. Are you ready to move on too? Visit worthy.com moms to get an extra $100 when your jewelry sells for over $1,500. That's worthy.com moms for a special bonus offer just for the Moms Moving On community. It's here. Oh my God, I can't believe it. My book is officially out in the world. Have you ordered it yet? It's called Moms Moving On, Real Life Advice on Conquering Divorce, Co-Parenting Through Conflict, and Becoming Your Best Self. Moms Moving On is filled with practical, actionable, and empowering advice from someone who's been through it and comes out the other side, me. Through inspirational stories, rituals, journal prompts, and my guidance, you'll learn how to navigate your divorce with confidence, adjust to life as a single mom, shift your perspective to find your way back to your best self, and create the life you truly deserve. So order it now. What are you waiting for? So I'm so glad to hear that you and your ex are amicable because I'm sure it makes transition times for her that much easier and she's okay going to dad's and vice versa. Yeah. And it's funny because friends of mine who have gotten divorced um, after me have said, well, you're so lucky because it's so easy with your ex-husband or it's so different because he's so great with Liv or you two don't fight. So it makes it easier. And it's like, well, we choose that. It's not, you know, we're not not fighting because we don't have stuff to fight about. We have plenty to fight about. But yeah. at the end of the day, our, our marriage is over, nothing's changing, and now it's about live. So I'm very grateful that it's amicable. But I also think that we 
actively try to practice that. And it's not just that we're both such amazing people, (laughs) you know what I mean? So yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's rare or if it's uncommon, but we definitely try to do as much as we can in a co-parenting sense for live when it comes to birthdays or holidays or dance recitals, we sit together, whatever it is, just to kind of make her feel the most at ease. And it's definitely funny how many times people acknowledge my relationship with my ex-husband. That's beautiful. And that's something that is invaluable for Liv as she grows up. And you should be really proud of that. But for anybody listening, I don't want you to like hit pause and be like, well, fuck this, because you don't need to have that kind of relationship to be a good co-parent. You just have to keep your child out of the middle. So just keep that in your mind before you get hard on yourself and feel like it's hopeless because you don't have a good friendship with your ex. Yes, of course, it's rare, but it's not the end all be all of good co-parenting. Good co-parenting is really staying in your lane, not talking bad about your ex in front of the kids and letting the children be children. So for anyone who feels bad, I'm not going to let you do that right now. Well, I won't make them feel that bad because we don't like have coffee together. (laughs) We honestly, we just, whenever it comes to live, like there's no arguing. We do mutual drop-offs, whatever she needs. There's no fighting over what she needs and doesn't need. But we're certainly not, you know, having a cocktail and talking about our life. So I don't want anyone to feel And that's too fine. Bad. And I, I kind of, you know what? I never understood, like, why people felt the need to take it to that point. Like, the amicability of sitting together at a recital or not yeah, picking your battles. Right. Correct. Like, that's great. That's all you really need. Like, everybody needs to move on and they deserve the space to do so. So, like, speaking of moving on, I know you mentioned your ex is getting remarried. Yes. Something that would make weekly coffee with his ex-wife kind of difficult, right? <laughs> so he's moving on. Good for him. Correct. And you're out in the dating world, aren't you? I am. Um, I definitely could speak to dating after divorce, which I always try to say there's no such thing as a bad date, just a good story. And I would let my married friends live vicariously through my stories because there were a lot. But I'm dating somebody now. It's been almost a year. And I think I just really try to trust the process and believe that when it's right, it will be right. Were you scared to get back out there? So I think part of me was scared and part of me was just wanting to kind of like get it over with again. And I think that's probably where I went wrong in the beginning. Like I just want to meet somebody and not have to deal with this. Uh Uh-huh. You know, I'm pretty outgoing and dating probably isn't as scary for me as somebody who's less outgoing. I think it was just becoming like draining almost like meeting one after the other. And it's like, what is going on? And how did you feel in terms of, because a lot of people will ask me and I'm by no means a dating expert. I got remarried and I did it well. However, I couldn't tell you like, you know, the science of dating. A lot of people ask me, as a divorced parent, should I look for another divorced parent? How important was that to you? So it's funny because I've actually dated both. I actually dated someone who didn't have a kid. I dated a divorced guy with a child. And my current boyfriend of a year, actually, who's the longest I've dated, is divorced but with no children. So... Yeah. So it's really interesting because I've kind of done it all. Um, You know, it was important to me 
in the sense because I felt like they understood. But now that I'm dating somebody who doesn't have a child, I think that it's become a little bit more seamless because there's no two schedules, five kids, like there's none of that going on. And I think it's just a different kind of dating. Honestly, I don't think that one is better than the other. I think if you meet somebody that can understand your life where it is and want to work with you on it, then that's kind of the most important thing. Yeah. I believe like there's no right or wrong answer there because you can meet somebody with kids who understands what it means to co-parent, but who could be only interested in his own kids and not yours. Or you could meet right. somebody without kids who is so excited to get to know your child. But I, I do think it's about the two people and the chemistry and the respect they have for each other. Because if you don't respect who you're with, you're not going to be able to respect their children. Totally. And I remember dating someone and being like, oh my God, like this is it. And I'm going to like, I need to figure this out. And I'm so in love with him and blah, blah, blah. And he didn't have kids. And looking back, I'm like, how he could never have done with my child, like what my current boyfriend's doing now. And I had not, I had yet to introduce them. And, you know, so many people say like, don't introduce right away. Don't introduce right away. But, and everyone has their own opinion and value on it. But I just feel like, you know, I really would have never gotten to see my current boyfriend interact with my child as amazing as he had if I waited a year or, you know. I agree that there is, you know, for me, my daughter met Spencer pretty early on and it was an accidental run-in. But at that point, I'm like, you know what? His daughter was so much older. I needed to know for me how he was going to interact with a two-year-old, how he was going to handle a tantrum, what was going to happen when she, you know, had a diaper blowout, like in the car. And and I couldn't be with somebody who couldn't handle that. So it was actually really important for me. I'm glad we're on the same page there. Yeah, totally. And in retrospect, I feel like people judge that a little, but you know what? At the end of the day, if I'm dating someone for two months or two years, if they can't deal with my child, it's over anyway at that point. So. Right. Goodbye. You know, exactly. But I need to know, like, in terms of, I know it's hard, even if you want it out of the marriage, when your ex is serious with somebody new, how did that impact you? And did Liv have a hard time adjusting to that? So my ex-husband it was in the relationship he's in that he's getting married for about a year. And prior to that, he was with someone for almost two years. So the first serious girlfriend he had, I think was harder for me because it was the first time that Liv was around another woman consistently who was living in the house. I definitely had my explosions and not nice moments just out of, you know, being anxious and insecure and jealous. And now my daughter's with another woman and, you know, that's my baby. But I also try to value the fact that I do trust my ex-husband and his judgment and the fact that he wouldn't put my child around somebody he didn't think was right for her. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's two ends to it. I try to like- So you had to talk yourself off the ledge basically. Yeah. Oh yeah. Plenty of times. And and there's still times I have to talk myself off the ledge and I'm sure till she's married with kids, I'll be talking myself off the ledge (laughs) of anything to do with her. But, um, you know what I try to put in my mind, like 
he wants me to be happy. I want him to be happy. At the end of the day, it's never going to be with each other. So at least let somebody be around my child. That's a good influence. Uh, yeah. And I know how scary it can be. Um, but I, you know, I, everything I learned about divorce, I learned from my mom. And even though my dad left my mom for his mistress, my mom treated her like a bestie. And it was all part of like her strategy to just keep her close, knowing that she was the one who was going to be taking care of us and like wiping our butts right. and, and giving us Tylenol if we didn't feel good. And so my mom was like, why wouldn't I be her friend? Like she's right. taking care of you, not your dad. And I always thought that that was so wise and like that high is. road of her. Yeah, no, that definitely is. And there's definitely times, you know, I make sure that everyone's at the dance recital, for instance, and everyone has tickets and I include her and, and include for Liv's birthday and this and that. Um, so I think it's just, you know, keeping yourself in check when it comes to that stuff. But I do like that high road approach for sure. Yeah. Well, it seems like you're taking it and you were allowed those human moments of feeling like, who is this woman around my child and why is my child hugging her? And <laughs> right. I, had a, I had a client say to me yesterday that her daughter came home after spending a weekend with her ex's new girlfriend and said, I have two mommies. And, and, you know, my client was like, I wanted to have a heart attack and die. I didn't even know how to handle that. But if in her mind, she's, feels that supported and loved by somebody else when she's not with me, maybe it's a blessing. And I said, yeah, you absolutely have to look at it that way. Otherwise it'll eat you alive. So it's funny when I was getting divorced, my divorce lawyer um, at the time had said, you know, when you both are dating other people, you have to look at it as there's never enough people that could love your child. And it stuck with me for, to this day. Like, you know what, what's better than having two people love her so much, having four people and parents and grandparents. And it just stuck with me, like not enough people. There's never enough people that could love your child. And I love that. Yeah. Who is your divorce attorney? Let's shout them out. It was Gary Weiner. Okay. I'm writing it down. So I can, yeah. I can add him to my list of people to recommend because there's he not was, enough good ones good. out there. He um, was good. Yeah. Okay. So your daughter, how is she like with the fact that you're both in new relationships? Is it comfortable for her? So she is even more outgoing than I am. Um, she can get along with anybody. So that really works to our benefit. She's not shy. And if you sit and play with her five for five minutes or give her candy, she'll she's your best be, friend. Yeah. She's your best friend. Um, you know, I think that because we have encouraged it so much on the other end to be positive about whomever the other parent is with and really keep it positive and exciting that she probably hasn't felt the need to be upset about it. She's also been so young. She was one and a half when we got divorced. I don't think she remembers us being together, which I think is probably very different than let's say an eight-year-old who sees mommy or daddy with somebody new. So luckily she's been pretty good about it. I mean, she adores my boyfriend and, you know, he's, he's still loving getting on the floor and playing with her and playing pretend and all these things that like, as a mom, you're like, okay, I've already been I've already done this for, you know, five years and she loves my ex-husband's fiance because she's a teacher and she likes playing school and all that stuff. So I think if you just kind of find 
where they can have sort of a bond. That's what we have found to work. Love it. You are setting such a great example by not only your approach to co-parenting and your relationship with her dad, but how you're approaching the new relationships on both ends. And also being this girl boss with such a bustling, amazing brand. Does your daughter love like how cool you are that you get, she gets all the cool sneakers first? So I'm definitely not the coolest, but (laughs) in her eyes, Probably, you know, like a princess would be way cooler to her, but she <laughs> she definitely loves coming in the showroom. She loves trying everything on. When I have her friends here, she's like super excited and wants to show everyone everything. I think that part of the joy I get out of my work is seeing her get excited or her wanting a style that comes in or a sample I bring home and she wants to wear it to school. So Um, there's definitely hard times about being a girl boss, if you will, when it comes to parenting, but there's definitely amazing times. Like when you ask your daughter what she wants to be when she grows up and she says, sell shoes like mommy. So, you know, it comes with both ends. I love that. I, you know, our children, we take it for granted that our children really only have us as role models for such a small period of time before they become immersed in social media or their friend groups or whatever. And you're making it impactful for her. So I'm so glad you were here with us today, Jade. For everybody listening, you have to check out at Style Child by JL on Instagram. And your website is? Um, Stylechildbyjl.com. Love it. Stylechildbyjl.com. I'll obviously link everything. And soon you'll be seeing Bella's new sneakers popping up on Instagram. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. And definitely to anybody listening, because stay strong. It gets easier. Great advice. Thank you, everybody. You heard it here first. Stay strong. It gets easier. We'll see you next time on Moms Moving On. Imagine a place to get all of the resources you need and deserve while going through the divorce process, from legal and mediation tips to expert co-parenting advice and heartbreak healing words of wisdom. Imagine a place that offered weekly words of wisdom and inspiration curated just for you by me to help motivate you and make you feel seen throughout the toughest days of your divorce journey. Imagine if that place also provided you with the opportunity to connect with other moms who are going through the exact same thing as you. That place exists, and it's called the Moms Moving On Membership Community. With two membership options, you are guaranteed to find your village and thrive in this next phase of your life. Visit my website, momsmovingon.com, and click on Become a Member to join our community now. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.